All right. So let's do uh, let's do some Q and A. So uh, this is going to be a very dramatic change from what we've been talking about. This this first one is going to be super simple. So uh, Not a question from well. <laughs> Not for it's going to seem simplistic. It's going to seem simplistic. We can stretch it to an hour and a half, right? <laughs> what do you got? So for the question from Al from was asking Delaware. Is Al or AJ? Is, I'm getting uh, blind, so I can't tell. Oh. Uh, the question is, is it easy to change the ceiling fan? I, I want to answer um, that because I'm the, the worst at doing any of these kinds of things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty close. <laughs> right, me and Ed are the worst. <laughs> I so, agree. I think there's first, he says change. There's a big difference between change and install a new one. So as far as change, is it should be fairly simple. You turn the breaker off so you don't have any electricity. You take the old one down, look at the wires, and connect them to a new one. It should be that straightforward. Um, so before we move on, if it's a new one, Johnny, would you agree? Did I say that right? It should be that way, yes. But obviously different manufacturers have different ways of doing things. So as long as you feel comfortable you know, mechanically doing it, then the answer would be yes, you're right. It also, and, and what you might actually see in practice is that, well, <clears throat> I want one that has a light. The one I'm replacing doesn't have a light. That's why I want a new ceiling fan. So I want one with a light and I want one with a remote also because the one yeah, I have so, doesn't have a remote. So that, that's why it's important, uh, Gary. So there's lots of details. For the to, right person to answer those questions. Well, right? I've in, had installed three in my house and I've helped with all of them. But this is the problem, though. See, we, we're in 2023 and not 1990. The nope, ones this is in all done with the have apps now. So now you can uh, do a ceiling fan that's now attached to your phone. It's smart app, and it doesn't have a lot of the limitations that the other ones did. So to answer this guy's question, or uh, I apologize, I didn't have his name. Al. Al. So if you're, like Gary's saying, if you're replacing one that is existing and you're replacing it with a like or equal, it's exactly that. You, you do what's correct and when it comes to electrical. First, you're honest with yourself whether you believe mechanically you could do it or not. And so if you have a lot of doubt about it, either find a friend that could help you or find a professional. We, we need to say that disclaimer. Um, number two, if it is the exact same style and it's of the same vintage, um, what's interesting that you said a, f a ceiling fan, there's ceiling fans with no light and there's ceiling fans with a light and the fan and that has two separate feeds, right? So <coughs> the blue wire, which is for the fan, if you had the ability and someone wired it the right way, there's one switch that will go just to turn the fan on. And there's one switch that'll go just to turn the light on. Right. And most houses, they didn't do that. But in, in houses that were, I'm having a fan in this particular location. They gave you the ability to control that. And you need to know that, right? Because obviously if you put them backwards, it's going to work backwards. Um, that's number one. Number two is if it's a new install and you're having to, to now wire this um, right from scratch, then you need to know that, that you need two feeds to this unit. And if you want them to work independent of each other, you need to take that into consideration. So you're not just sending it one hot, you're sending it two from whatever you're going to control it. But in modern times, and it's, it's becoming that initially they were much more expensive, but now they're the same um, price. You could get yourself a replacement unit that is now Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and has all these capabilities. And the beauty of it is that they use, a lot of people don't realize the benefit of fans, especially in large um, cathedral ceiling type uh, locations. You could put them on recirc. They bring hot air down. They bring cool air up. They do a lot of different things. So, you know, it'd be good if you're going to do that, research it, get one that could work off the app with different uh, conditions that you could put. I mean, when you're not there, it's doing something. When you're there, it's doing something. And it's important to know that it, the technology has lent itself to ceiling fans. It's kind of like a boring type of uh, appliance, but it does have uh, capabilities. Just, and just one other comment on, on a new install. You're talking about running a new circuit, presumably uh, behind the drywall, between joists or across joists. That can be a little bit of a project. And you've also got to consider the weight of the fan. And typically, there'll be a brace that runs between your joists. Uh, it's, a, it's pressure fit, and that's what you're hanging uh, your fan from. So th that can be a project, putting in a new fan where there is no fan currently and no circuit. Correct. And I'm, I'm glad Gary said that. So if you if you have a house that has an attic or a crawl space above, it's going to make your life a lot easier. If not, that um, mechanism that he's talking about gets put um, 
to each side of the joist. And then obviously you could see that for a regular light fixture that you buy at Home Depot that barely weighs a pound, there's a big difference between putting this large contraption that's spinning. <laughs> it needs to be well uh, supported. And there are, uh, you go into the electrical aisle, there's a specific um, fitting or, or enclosure um, electrical box that is for that application is obviously much more difficult to do it as a new install than any existing one. Having the attic can be very beneficial. Oh, huge. In more ways than one. <laughs> so I have a couple of hey. issues. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Just, just let me add two things and maybe this will cover you, Ed, um, but maybe not. So two things you did, you guys didn't talk about. So one, hanging anything in the ceiling, light fixture, fan or whatever, is really, really annoying because you're trying to wire, like put wires together while you're holding this thing that's got to be mounted and cover the wires, right? So you, a lot of times you're, you know, it's this one hand job, I whatever. A, so I have a trick. Having with that. Did you say hand job? Yeah. <laughs> right. We're, we're, this is attic static. We, um, you know, this is family friendly. So let's let's. So uh, Ray, let's I have that, please. So, I have a trick so for yes. that, Ray. The first thing you do is you put the ground wire and you let it hang from the ground wire. I have a better trick. Yes, so, I'm going to help you. So, yes. So I've done that. I've done that, Johnny, but I don't know that I'd do that with a fan, like a whole ceiling fan unit. Well, right? no, let's 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 qualify. So obviously, um, the fan comes disassembled, and what you want to do is you only want to put the center portion of it without the blades. So that mm -hmm. keeps the weight down. But believe it or not, a uh, ground wire hanging, I mean, wire is really strong. If you have it and it's supported, um, it will hold. I've done it a million times. It's just that, you know, every scenario is a little different. But that's one of the yeah. simple things, not to Gary's point, which just to find someone to help you. But I've done it a million times by myself and there is no one to help you or the people are at work or yeah. whatever. But that's one way to do it. And the second way and is, I you know, Put your wife to help. Go ahead. You. So yeah, exactly. A couple of things, or, that your, or your husband to, to help you. I'm sorry, my my wife went to Douglas, so you know. I like Gary. He so keeps I was. Me, um, he keeps me even. <laughs> I mean, so Adam. Johnny, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I've hung my lights and stuff on the ground wire many times, thinking I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway because there's no other way to do it, and um, I guess it just affirms that maybe I wasn't such a screwball after all. No. <laughs> So I ran into some other problems other than what we mentioned. So with the ceiling fan that we're doing, and my wife is the handy one in our episode forty-three ceiling fans. <laughs> Everything you've ever wanted to know about ceiling fans. You're talking about Anthony, ceiling. I told you we'd stretch yeah. for ninety minutes. I'll, I'll tell you, I am so poor at handiwork is because I run into so many different problems. So this is going to be great learning for me. So one of the things we ran into, which I ran into most, is a Phillips head is not universal. So the Phillips head, I have to go through all my little stock of Phillips head attachments and see, okay, well, is this a deep one? Is this a shallow one? Is it wide? And see which one best fits. Then I put it in there and oftentimes as I'm either uh, loosening it or fastening it at the end, it strips the head. Taking it out is not a big deal because it's kind of halfway out. I grab the pliers and just manually turn the thing and get it out. But when I'm towards the end of the job and you're putting it in, the thing strips. Yeah. Now it's forever loose. I have to take it out. I go to the Home Depot, ask the guy, oh, you know, I'm doing this project. I got to need something that matches this. And they usually it will take me to a couple odd shaped ones. It's never quite a perfect match. And I'm just kind of stuck. How do I prevent that? Yeah. So you, you hit it on the head. And I'm going to say the other thing, which may not be Was that politi a pun? politically <laughs> politically correct. Uh, it's the head good. of the screw that, that strips. Very good. Yes. They're low quality when it comes to those. They come from, you know, overseas. You That's know. what the Home Depot guy said. Right. Cheap screw. Very low quality. The zinc recycled stuff. Yeah. So having the right tool is correct. But I'll tell you one thing, because you mentioned the store. Home Depot does have an electrical, I don't know what you would call it, but it's an assortment of screws that fit all the electrical um, two by fours, octagons, all of that. And if you do strip it, then you're able to then start over and do that. That's one way to do it. Second is exactly what you said. So they sell multi screwdrivers and each one of them is, a, is, a, is of a different depth. And a lot of people don't know that they go by number too. And in the instructions, it'll most of the time, and no one, no one really pays attention to it. It will actually tell you the number. We'll say number yeah, one. Phillips yeah, Phillips typical of one, Does one, it say two, it on three. the screwdriver? I've never seen that. Yes. It, it'll say it, it, on, it, the it on it as well. and on the instructions. And most people do not pay I'm going to go back and look at all my tools now. Yeah. So, so the bit um, has a number two to match? Absolutely. Yeah, it has a number on it. And then when you buy those kits, like, you know, you open up yeah. and they'll actually tell you those numbers. Most people don't even, they just like, so just like, oh, this one fits. So Johnny, question for you. Like, obviously, screws with a, uh, a regular uh 
receiving end are, are, are crap. You can run into the issues yeah. that Ed did with Phillips heads. I find the star bits are fantastic because they have a flat bottom yes. and have never stripped. And those have become yeah. extremely popular with the impact drills now that mm -hmm. are coming and especially for wood and cabinetry. But they have not they have not migrated into the electrical. Most of them are flat. So if you look at the older style, they're not even starred. They're flat screws or, or flat blade screws. Um, and then now they have them half and half. It's like half a star and half flat. But picking the right tool and personally, if it has the ability to go to use a flat blade screwdriver, use that instead of a star and you have less chance. Of instead of a star? Yes. Really? And do it by hand uh, and not with a tool. Okay. Don't use the electric. Correct. Oh, okay. Do it with a, with a hand tool and not a power a battery or electric power. So one of the things we with try to do. With electrical installations. Yeah, because yeah. what happens is most people, especially because you, you qualified yourself as like, I'm, I'm not very comfortable doing it, you're also not going to be very comfortable with how much strength and, and power you're putting into the power tool. So you're just going to make matters worse. Right. Whereas when you're doing it by hand, it's just going to take a little longer, but you're going to end gotcha. up with a better outcome. So now the other thing we ran into, right, um, to try and solve that, which didn't solve the problem, and the guide to Home Depot, like you said, it's cheap metal. So we figured, okay, you know, let's just take that back and buy the, the higher end fan. And I'll just, don't use these tools. I'll take those tools back and buy the higher end drill bit set. And then sometimes the drill bits are the ones that strip, right? And sometimes buying that better fan, the things, the screws that come with it still strip. Is there a certain brand of tools that, because I've been looking and I don't really care how much it costs. I just want a good set because are I have you, no idea what to buy. I are just, you putting enough pressure on the, on the head of the screw? Uh, I think so. Because when I, when I put it in there, I push... And then I hear the boom, 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 boom sound, and the thing is just, you know, ripping right through the uh, Phillips I mean, head to, sets. To, and I'm like, the, what is this? To cut to the chase, what I would do, I mean, I haven't run into as much as the, the fitting part of it, but just buy the black impact ra rated fittings. When they're impact rated, they're made for impact guns okay. and stuff that uses a hammering effect. So that's a generic category. It's not a name brand. Black no. impact Yeah, so rated. usually they make them and they're not uh, chrome coated because it's going gonna, it's gonna to release the chrome anyway once it okay. starts uh, impacting. So they're usually... Um, not coated. It's the best way to put it. They're black. So impact rated. And usually if you pick a name brand, we're not going to endorse any name brand, but if you pick a name brand and not something. Or we could. We could in the future. <laughs> if I would love it. We're sponsored. You know, sponsors. <laughs> Anyone? So <laughs> that, that's the best way. But I, I have to say, though, fundamentally always start if you, you know, if, if we went back 20 years and there wasn't this whole thing of, of cordless and all this stuff, you have a good hand tool with a good name brand and you're able to judge what you're doing with your own hand, that's the best way not to strip a screw. Gotcha. So when the screw's in, you're towards the end of the project, you're fastening it, it's pretty much all the way in, but it's still physically loose, and then it strips. How do you get that screw out? And, or loose. how do you push it, it in? It might not be all the way in, but if it's loose, there's something else going on. Well, that's not loose, and because there's four or five, then the whole thing has some instability. Right? You don't mean the screw is loose, you mean the... No, that, that screw is not quite all the way in, mm. right? It's got a dome-shaped head, and it's got a Phillips head, which is now stripped. It's not all the way flush. So the whole entire, you know, unit, you know, ceiling yeah. fan or, you know, towel rack, whatever I'm installing is a common problem I run into is now loose. So I can't get the pliers around that round head to manually take it out. Dremel. What, what do I do? Dremel that bitch off. Yeah. So you could cut the head off. Right. right? I've done that. And then I couldn't get the pliers in. That pole, the shaft right, so what's, is still no, in there. What, what do you do? What you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to cut the heads off and whatever item you were installing, you pull out. So now that depth of whatever you pulled out gives you the ability to put pliers on there oh, okay. and you take it out. So you got to uh, take the whole thing out. Yeah. Take the okay. whole thing back out again. And then you grab the good set of, of tongue and groove pliers, pull the unit out. But some, th there's a recurring thing that you keep saying. It's, it's, it's usually just either bad form or you didn't realize that you may be hitting up against something above the fixture. You should not be able to strip ahead, even a cheap screw, that quickly. Usually you're, it's from the person finagling so much that they haven't realized that I'm either the screws hitting the back of the fitting, hitting a piece of wood. You know, so you got to pay a little bit more attention. And I'll, I'll, we should end this with the very simple thing. Everything is preparation. When you remove it, if you're, if we go back to the ceiling fan, you remove it, take some pictures. Now that 
cell phones are popular, and look at what you're dealing with. You know, maybe we should have started the thing that prep work is, has a lot to do with it, is observing what you're doing. And also, one last thing is always just double check that it does go in and out on the table, because sometimes those cheaper screws, sometimes the, the, the thread is wrong anyway, and it's not even the right part for the kit. There's another problem I ran yeah. into with ceiling fan, too. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Wait, who submitted this question? Was it Ed or was it Al? No, no, I didn't. I didn't submit it. No, but I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about fixing stuff, I'm telling you, man, I got a million questions because I've read in a ton. That one's going to be good. I was looking at the camera and like, we failing to fall asleep slowly. Yeah, but yeah. it's not about fixing something. Uh, we can answer that quick. But fixing stuff. Fucking ceiling that, fans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We are losing <laughs> listeners. Like, yeah, but this, all three of them are never coming back. We need to fan You know, the first ceiling fan was invented by Samson of Babylon in 600 AD. It was made out of magic. You just scared the crap out of me what you just did. I thought something happened to you. I really thought something happened. I'm like, oh my God, he just fell off. Like, what happened? Oh, you, you didn't hear my phone. No, I didn't hear your phone. I just saw oh, you like good. disappear and fall. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, he had something. I'm going to do it again if, no, no, if, no, if no, we right. beat the right, topic so, this hard. But, but uh, Ray, what he's trying to say is that I think the uh, ceiling fan is, is moot now. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so to the next question. Let's keep going. No, because here's I'm the gonna, thing. I want to see if we can really stretch it for 90 minutes. You was on, put it on, yeah. you're done. Well, that's a bunch of pull. I know. That is such yeah, a bunch of pull. But there's so many things that are going to happen. We exactly. can't talk about this no. for 24 hours. I'm going to tell you something yeah. that actually did oh. happen. You're going to rip the drywall out. You have to, you know, so then start a fire. Wait, so we need to burn your house wait, down. Wait, wait, wait. And then you'll be living in the mud hut wait, with wait. Chris. The funny thing is, don't is try to change your own fan. Everything you're saying, I've gone through just as much as you, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, those are, those are those little things. I don't know things. what to do about it. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I want. I want. Well, if we want to go into the weeds, right we can answer one question for every episode. <laughs> right. Look, but but that that is the takeaway. Any home project, as simple as it, it is in concept, more often than not. It evolves into something else. Even yeah. changing a freaking light bulb because the ballast could get stuck in there. Yeah. And now what do you do? Well, you put your pliers in there. Yeah. Did you did you kill the circuit first? Mm -hmm. You'll get a little bite if you didn't. <laughs> it's good to learn things the hard way. So, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll it depends on what off, you learn. We'll, like we'll if you die from it, then no. Offline because that's not going to kill you. Let's go get, to the next one. Gary is visually <laughs> annoyed over the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go so, to the so, next question. Go ahead. Wow. What do okay. we got? All right. So the next one is a completely different topic. Now, uh, so uh, my husband and I want to buy a house, but we keep getting denied during the pre-approval process. What should we do? Well, this is from Angie. It, the house probably has shitty ceiling fans anyway. I would just <laughs> bail. Stay where you are. Because <laughs> it's a pain in the neck to try and switch them out. It's it. impossible. This, you'll this. burn the place down. So, Ray, real, real quick, is there any qualifying no, facts more on why no. because I mean no. the, the first step is the simplest and there's usually and I can tell you when you get uh, denied a pre-approval letter because I, I helped some people at work and I, I saw a pre-denial for the first time other people and they usually will give you the same as a commitment letter but the opposite like say hey you were denied for X Y and Z so unfortunately you need you to answer that, you really do need. Cause uh, let's just assume that they're trying to buy a house above their means. I mean, it's that's probably what it means. Right. So <laughs> you need to go to a lower priced house Potentially. Or, or make more money. Right. It, it, it's a, it, Also, what's your credit score? Do we have the credit score here? No. If you're sitting well, comfortably in the fives, you know, pay your bills on time and try again in a year or two. If well, your credit is... And it's important to know, like, if we look at numbers, and everyone here, correct me if I'm wrong, 2008, a 640 was good, and then all the crises and COVID, now they say you need a 750, you know, so things change over, you know, and in 2008, the banks really did their job and said this whole, you know, subprime thing's not going to happen again, and they tightened down. So, so people need to know the criteria. You can search that online. But because the question says pre-approval stage, they're very lenient on that stage too. So if you get you get disqualified, you need to yeah. sort of say maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that 
it, it, it could be a, a combination of a credit issue. So know your FICO score. Yep. Get all three. Make sure they're accurate. There could be errors on them. Uh, also, uh, how much are you looking to borrow? If, if, you're, if your loan-to-value ratio is more than 80%, that could be an issue if you're asking for that much. Um, what else uh, could we be looking at here? Income, uh, you want the loan payment to be you know, 30, 35% of your gross income. And uh, if you're looking at loan payments higher than that, that could be a reason why you're being turned down. And I think the other well, issue. Oh, go ahead, Ray. I was just going to say, Adam, you're talking about the debt to in income ratio, right? Which is probably the that and the credit score are probably the two biggest things, right? Yep. Yeah, lo loan payment to income. And, and I have another one, right. Ray. Uh, in this that particular stage, they take very seriously what's competing with the mortgage payment. So if you have a car payment or anything that so credit cards, believe it or not, credit cards because they you know the industry has convinced people just to pay the 15 bucks 20 bucks that doesn't compete with the your two thousand dollar mortgage they're worried more about large payments so what i found people get denied is that they have two car payments so two five hundred dollar bills you know right that compete. comes off of that gross income exactly Deducted. so yeah. you know sometimes people have to be realistic with themselves if you're planning on buying a house and you have all this other competing debt let's call it um you know they have to sort of tell themselves that maybe you know we'll buy the house after we pay off the cars or something like that. Can also yeah. talk to a credit counselor. Yeah. I think the silver lining in that situation is if you're taking all those things that we mentioned about all your extra debt, um, if you have a you know a lower income than maybe what you hope, you maybe get an extra job, then what winds up happening, maybe in a couple of years you pay down some of that debt, you work in the extra job, and during those two years you're now keeping your eye on that real estate market. You're looking to see what comes on and off the market. You're looking to see what things are selling for as opposed to what the asking price is, and you're educating yourself during those two years. So now in two years, you have less debt, you have a higher income, you're a more educated consumer, you've already seen what has happened in the market that you're looking at, and you're actually in a better off situation. So you can turn that negative, bad situation into very positive. And that's, a, that's a great point. Asking prices mean nothing. I'm asking a million bucks for these dollar store pair of readers, reading glasses. Anyone want them? It's a million bucks. I'll give you a deal. I'll give you a hundred grand off. You want them for nine hundred thousand? Ask price means nothing. Right. Look at what things have actually sold for. That's the value. The value of something is is how much the highest bidder is willing to pay. Right. Right. And and I think something not to sway the person from. And and I believe the the question doesn't say what you know if it was solely a single family, but sometimes. It leads them to the table and says, all right, what are my other options? Because maybe in two years they haven't been able to solve their problems if they're, they're O, or maybe their salary didn't jump you know, to the number that they wanted to in those two years. But now you can say, all right, what are my other options? I can get a, a two-family home. I can get a three-family home. And what people don't realize is that even though that takes responsibility, the bank takes 75% of the income that would come from those other apartments, and that is added to your salary, so I believe um, it needs to. You need to be a landlord for at least three years for them to do that. Nope, that is not. When true. I bought my house, my rental property, they, they said they couldn't use that for the loan. It may depend on the lender. I could tell you one thing. Yeah, I bought. it could be. It that. may depend yeah. on the lender. And same thing with your job. If if you've had six jobs in five years, okay, well, <laughs> that, that could only, be an issue for some lenders I could only as well. Speak by what I did. I bought a three-family home. I gave the bank, and I had nothing before that. Right, 2005, I bought a three-family home. I was going to be owner-occupied, though. That's important. It has to be owner-occupied. So I don't know if that was qualified in yours. No. So as myself, and I'll give it as open information, I bought a three-family home in 2005, um, and the second floor and third floor <laughs> were going to be rented. Uh, second floor was going to be rented for 1250 You do that times 12. The third floor was going to be $1,100. You do that times 12. The bank takes 75% of that and puts it as your income. 75% is because they take a, a calculation on when the apartments will be empty, you know, people leave. And immediately that bumped me up to, you know, $400,000 range where I couldn't have done that by myself. So sometimes the denial is almost like, hey, let's sit at the table and let's see what other options we have. And that's one of them. I think the other thing in that question that kind of jumps out at me is in the beginning it says, my husband and I. 
And what I think about that is oftentimes, you know, my wife and I are talking about, you know, how we're kind of perplexed that, you know, a lot of other folks that we know, you know, have the mindset of, oh, that that's his debt, or oh, you know, my wife paid for dinner, or oh, you know, this is something that I spend my money on, and that really doesn't kind of jive to us because we have everything together, right? Our accounts, our retirement. And when you look at that statement, if you're looking to buy a home, whoever this person is, then looking at, well, oh, that's that's his debt or that's his bad credit score. That's not the approach because you're buying the home together. So the debt each of you have, you have it together. And if it's maybe his debt, then you guys need to pay down his debt to bring the whole inclusive debt. And having that inclusive mindset of the entire team is key because you're not going to do it alone, but you're going to get rejected together, so you're going to succeed at those goals together. That's a really good point. You, you may be reading too much into the question, but if you're not, my husband and I, if they are separate, your husband may have some outstanding debts and some shitty credit. That's a possibility. Yeah. So I, I think that that one is um, easily solved by really knowing the reason and being realistic of what you're trying to achieve. Maybe you you have, you know, trying to buy a house that you can't afford. Right. And achieve it together. Yeah. And then the last thing I would add is just that, like, to keep it even more simple, you know, go to a bank or go to a credit union, just walk in there and in person, go apply for a loan, talk to the people, and they'll tell you and explain to you maybe better than a letter in the mail what you should be looking for, what's not going to work for you, what will work for you, et cetera. You, you, you know, and, and some people don't want to do that. Some people want to do everything online, but, you know, every once in a while, it might pay to just go do it at the bank. Okay. Did we just handle um, that in about 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> There's more questions. Yeah, yeah oh, no, I know, but and Gary's we, we only spent 15 on, on all one these question. questions. I didn't we're not getting to them all today. That's good. We have more for next time. Yeah. I, I stayed awake the so whole we, time uh, on that one. Should we, should we do one more question? Yeah. yeah. We just keep on going. All right, here's, here's let's the go one till, more. Let's here's go till Tuesday, man. I don't all right. Know, this is going to be a tough one to answer, so this might not take very long. Katie is asking. Oh, we're going to a different. How do you find? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm changing it up on you, Gary. Good. How okay. do you find time time and balance with running, working out, etc., and your career in your life after college? So, um, I think it comes down to, and we were we discussed having a whole episode on this. It comes down to discipline. Um, if you want to get your running and working out in and working, um, you have to have discipline. You have to find the time, make the time. And I, I, I mean, I could start with giving an example for me. Um, when I got out of college, I was continuing to try to, to run and I'd get home from, I was not a morning person, so I couldn't run before work. Well, I shouldn't say I couldn't. I didn't want to run before work. So I'd get home from work, it'd be like five o'clock, 5.30. And I'm like, ah, I'm too tired to run today or I'm too hungry to run today or it's too hot or too cold or raining or whatever. So my Excuse running was, yeah. See, I'm better uh, at that than you. You just at least in these last it. 12 months, I've found an excuse every day. Yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you, you got to up your game. You'll be yeah. okay. So it's very inconsistent my running, and I was not happy with. Um, I wasn't running racing well, um, and I had a friend who, who was like 10 years into a running streak. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to run every single day for a year. Um, to see if one, it gets me more discipline and two, to, if it gets me to run better. Um, and I did. And you just make the time because you're like, well, I've got to run today. It doesn't matter that I'm hungry. It doesn't matter that I'm tired. Just, you just do it. And then it becomes habit. Um, the problem that ran into is that five years later, I couldn't miss a day. I mean, it, it owned me. So obsessive. Oh, yeah. You can't and, break a streak like that once you have it, once you've got five years of running every day. Correct. Yeah. And then yeah. I. But ended was it because, a problem? You're saying it's no, it was like a problem. You're saying it's a problem. It's Why? a problem because you need recovery. You need rest. You know, I'd run a marathon. I'm like, well, I got to go run at least. And my thing for a run was at least three miles. I mean, these running streak people are. I got to tell you, I think they're crazy. But it's a mile, and and to them, if you basically walk, it counts. I'm like, no, it doesn't count. If you're not running, it doesn't count. Like if you run normally a seven minute mile, you can't run a 15 minute mile and say that counts as my run for a mile. But either way. Do whatever you want. Um, but my thought is it, it really comes down to discipline. You just have to be disciplined and set the time. And if it's important to you, you'll do it. And if it's not, you won't. I mean, is it important to you to go out drinking with your friends instead and get up you know, five minutes before you have to be at work? Uh, or is it important to, to make sure you make the time to go for a run or go to the gym or just take care of yourself? And the thing is, if you start early, when you get to be our age, you look as good as we look. 
and you're as healthy as we you yeah. as we are. We're, we're, I mean, which is pretty awesome. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't set the bar like that's kind of unrealistic, you know, for most people. Gary, you, you know, just saying. So I mean, that's that's my thoughts. Uh, you know, broad response, but I'm sure everybody else has other things. Ed, I'm sure has a very good response. Let's hear what you have to say. I think uh, one of the key things that I found in my life is integration. And it's important to integrate things together because having things separate, you'll never have everything in your life. And so by integrating things that's comfortable for you, comfortable for your partner, comfortable for those who are important to you, is really something you need to think about is how can you integrate. For instance, maybe you have children. If they're young children, uh, we used to have a jogging stroller. And so rather than go out and take the kids for a walk, you know, we'd go for a run in the jogging stroller. Then we had a double jogging stroller. I think I pass it over to Adam. Those are those are wonderful. One, one safety note, though, it's great when you're going downhill, the 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 jogging stroller, you know, will, will go on its own, and and you don't have to hold it anymore, which is nice. You can get an arm swing going, but there's also a safety strap that will trail the stroller, and if you step on that, your ribs will hit the the handle, and and you'll feel that for a few months. It sounds like that's not theoretical. It sounds like that's. I learned everything the hard way. <laughs> yeah, so be careful. But yeah, jogging stroller is awesome. It's yeah. awesome I because a it's a good way to give a, an infant a nap too, or yeah. a toddler to they fall asleep great. on a long a run. About the question and your perspective of it. I mean, the way it stated is like running, working out. That is like a staple of everyone's life. Yes. What happens if you're a person or a community or a bunch of people that I know who never work out and they never run and they never do any of that? I mean, what's what? Well, that's their problem. <laughs> so, but I'm saying is, is do you see that as abnormal? It doesn't mean you're healthy. I mean, I think I think it's always important to take care of yourself. You know, eating right, sleeping right, exercising. But exercising could be anything to you. It could be like going for a bike ride. It could be going for a walk. But you should. But this eat. is where I'm getting to because I yeah. could see it. I could sense it. So your your connotation is that if you're not working out or you're not doing that, you're unhealthy. And I know plenty. You will of not be have never worked out their whole life and they live till ninety something. There's always abnormalities. No, I know a lot of people. And, and I can include. There's people who smoke and live to no, 100. That doesn't mean it's that what you should so, do. So I'll, I'll give you guys a little insight, right? So in our circle, growing up, right, we went to church a lot, and we had a, a whole community of people. And I'm going to tell you that in that community of people, I don't know, maybe but five of them that worked out. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> right? but so, so see, I, I see whole, of those people, what, what, what was their occupations? I mean, they worked at factories, they worked in offices. So what, what I'm saying is the whole. <laughs> thing of this this question of saying well how do you find time to work out and run or work out in orbital or work out and do whatever the other thing is maybe you're not a runner but let's say that there's a whole community or a whole group of people who never work out well so you're just questioning the premise of yes, why would i even yeah, bother but, but we're getting but, away from the question no, the, question the question is question, this person wants to do it how do you find it, the time but I, he answered it but i, I just had a like a, a vision of this and saying wow like like this whole thing like if you don't do this you're an so unhealthy person how many people person? do you know and who are older and you're walking behind them up the stairs and they're like out of breath just walking up the stairs because they don't take care of themselves I mean, I don't. I just don't believe if you don't, if you're not going to be doing some form of exercise, whether it's your work is exercise, potentially if you're a factory worker, um, or you're doing it on your own, you're not going to have as fulfilling a life because you're not going to be able to enjoy your life as much. So you you might have longevity, but you're not going to be able to enjoy it as long. Uh, and even if you do have longevity, maybe if these folks worked out, they would all made it to 110. Yeah, I, don't, so I, I don't know. I guess my thing is that I've met more people who just tripped down the stairs and broke their ankle, and that affects them their whole life, and not the fact that they didn't run. Um, that's number one. And number two, I know a laundry list of people who are old and can still go up the stairs who've never worked out. <laughs> Have they had a, generally active lives well, or sedentary? You know, they, they just do a normal life. You well, know what I mean? But so would you like, say they're, they're generally so like, active or instance, are they sedentary? I've never seen my mother work out, but the only thing that has affected, she fell down the stairs and messed up her hip. That affects her day to day. But the fact that my mom yeah, never but, worked out. There's always but yeah. Johnny, <laughs> but, but, but Johnny, I'm like, confused. So two things. One, one, yeah, we're definitely off the point of the question, but but it's just important. To go back, back, but back to your mom, right? So your mom, from what I could get, tell, is always doing something. She's cleaning the house. She's cooking for someone. She's going to church. She's coming back from church. She's going to help somebody at their house because they need help. She's 
So your mom is probably different than a lot she's of people. She's an anomaly, right? she's but, not, but it's also... She's not sitting around watching like she's so. very active, yeah. and she's not sitting there with well, the, with the should, remote eating should, ice cream. Because and, uh, we're airing this out, we should, we should really let the listeners... As long as you live an active life. Yes. Okay. Integration. You're integrating activity. Active life. And that's what I was trying to get to. It's like this whole thing of a specific thing, because I'm going to be honest with you, and I know that I'm a a maybe, but waking up for me and running three miles to nowhere and back home is like something that my mind can never wrap itself around. I get from my house to the corner, and I'm like, why did I start this to begin with? Like, why am I even here? Like, I need so to go there, back You home. need a reason for you doing know? any of these things, right? <laughs> and for me, and a lot of people who run, it's to race. I mean, I like to race, and I like to race well, so if I'm gonna do it, I gotta run. So, that, and that's, I'd say, a small percentage of people have achieved that level where you can race and race successfully, then that's that's awesome. Other people run because it, it, it kicks Ed, explain the endorphin thing, right? Runner's high, and it's also me time where I don't have to worry about kids, the spouse, anything else, because I'm just running. And it's a, it's a meditation a in itself. I've solved a lot of life's problems on my runs. See, I'd like you to elaborate on that more than just like, hey, I believe this is what I should do. It's good but mental. What, I mean, when you're out there running, you're, you're there for an hour by yourself. You have a lot of time to think. Introspective Active time. Moments, yes. But getting back to the, this person's question real quick, you know, consider how many hours per week of screen time you have. Look at your look at your iPhone. How much time you spend it on your phone? What are you doing? Hey, we haven't said the word spreadsheet. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Do a spreadsheet. There's only 168 hours in a week. What are you doing for those 168 hours? And if you can't find one or two to run, well, then just that's okay. It just turns out it's not a priority for you. Right. And I think this question, really, how do you find time to balance could be blank and career and yeah. life in college? And it really could be any. It doesn't have to be... In this case, it says running. It could be active yeah. lifestyle. It could be faith. It it's could all be about priorities. Interpersonal relationships. It could be about home improvement, anything. Yeah. But it's about integrating it into what you're doing. So well, if you want to have time with your significant other spouse, do it while you're doing the home improvement. If you want to do things you know, with your kids, okay, now you're bringing your child in. Hey, let me show you how to fix this thing. So now you're doing the home improvement, but you're spending time with your significant other. You're spending time with your child. So really, that can be filled in with anything in that blank but you still have to find a way to integrate, I think is the bottom line. I think integrating is kind of, you know, do you believe in uh, double dipping, multitasking? Some people say, no, there's really no such thing. I don't know, there's probably a middle ground. Uh, But I think it comes down to, no, you can't do everything you want to do. You know, we go to to school, we kind of pick one major, right? When uh, really, there's 500, thousand majors out there you're only interested in one thing no there's a ton of stuff but you got to choose you got to prioritize and in the 168 hours a week or 24 hours a day it comes down to your priorities and really don't sweat it because you're going to end up doing what your priorities are anyway as long as you've had enough introspective time well, and not get smacked in the face Gary, by a falling like, ceiling fan you, you <laughs> the ground yeah. and by the way <laughs> don't try and put one in your mud hut because i don't unless you have some kind of structural support it's gonna just and depending on the, the angle of the Wait. dome, it's gonna just spin you mud are, you, around you. Yeah, and that's enough. just the you know prehistoric the version the of the shit hitting the, the fan. To the fan. <laughs> it's the mud hitting the fan. So Gary, you said something interesting. You're I'm just not trying to stay awake, a man. A morning person. No, are I was you running not. in the morning? No, I was now? not a morning no, person. I know. I am now. Yes. How did you change that? Because that to me is important. It's kind of a long story. I mean, I used to get up. 6.30 or 7, um, which doesn't give you a whole lot of time, but I do have friends that will only run at 6.30 in the morning, so I forced myself to go run with them, um, but now I don't have to because um, with things that have changed in my life, I'm pretty much up at 5 o'clock, and I'm, since I'm already up, I can't run at 5, but I can run at 6, 6.30 because I've been up for an hour. It takes me a good hour to wake up. But that's now, but how, how did you initially, while you were working and, and balancing your life, how Most did you... Most of the time I ran after, after work. After and, work. And any time I ran before is because I had people who were like, hey, we have to run at 6.15 or 6.30, and I'd get up five minutes before and get out the door and go run. So peer obligation and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, but to just to back, it's, it's, you know, when people say they don't have time, like, there's a difference between I guess, trying to fit in and saying I don't have time. And my thought is when people say you don't have time, you know, it's... 
it's not a priority. You know, and I read this one thing, they said, um, instead of saying, I don't have time, replace it with, it's not important to me, and see how that goes over with you. And if it's okay, then move on. But if it's not, great figure point. it out. That's, so it happened like to me, uh, so this happened to me the other day. So we were leaving to come to Oregon on Tuesday, and, and uh, I was doing all the things that needed to get done. I said, oh, I still have to mow the lawn, and I didn't work out today, and I want to do both. So I just put on a 20-pound weight vest and I mowed the lawn with it, and then I moved on. Right? Because That's awesome. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you chewed the right? lawn. I thought you, you ran. crawled the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you ran while you are pushing the lawnmower. Yeah. Well, and, and I have done that, too. I have done that, too, when I had the, uh, the, the, the real mower without a motor in it, and I would just run up and down a lawn. Yeah. Um, and the- and the but, neighbors you know, got the psych ward on speed dial. They <laughs> <laughs> right? all know him, so they're all good. That's a great example, right? A few years ago, I went yeah. to a medical continuing education conference, and the speaker you know, said something that I thought was great. He said, for people who don't choose to make time for physical activity, then you'll be forced to make time for pathology disease <laughs> later on in life. That's a good one. I, I, yeah. I have a saying. Exactly right. If you don't take care of yourself today, somebody will have to take care of yourself tomorrow or in the future. Or sooner. Yeah. Or now. Yeah. If you fall off the chair. Yeah. Well, look, so we're all, I don't know, we're all 50, you're not 50 yet. We're all 50 something. How many of your peers, your guys' peers, and and Ray, you too, do you know that have just, you know, sort of become, you know, well on their way to being decrepit because they don't take care of themselves? Most of my friends are. Like Runners, we know. Yes, not, well, these guys, you guys aren't. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not decrepit, or not rubber. Runners. Yeah. But most of the people, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hang out with anybody who is not active. Okay, well, so instead of cool. uh, instead of Adam's question saying most of your friends, what if you just say most of the people you know? So Peers. let's say think about all the people, all the people that you work with that are in your age category, or the people that you run into. Like, I would see it's easy to say that more than half, if not 70-80% are in that not so great category yeah. like from I, what i, I know would, i would agree people that i work with probably right. yeah. and i guess so the question is how, how much of that is genetics and how much of that is priorities well i think what it right. ends up coming down to is percentages right because nothing is going to be you know guaranteed but it's all statistics in terms of probability so the only thing we're really doing by choosing to be active is increasing the probabilities right that hopefully we'll kind of you know, have less risk for disease. It's not a guarantee, though. We so can do I, everything right, have a great diet, exercise. Anything could happen. I, anything could happen. I had, exactly. um, and you would know, but back 30 years ago, I had a girlfriend. She said, why, why even care about running and going to gym? You could get hit by a car tomorrow. I also could not get hit by a car tomorrow, and I think I'd rather, yeah. you know, go off the odds. You know why? Because now you can outrun that fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I did get hit by a car once. Yeah. I totaled it. Did you? Nice. I got hit, I got hit by a truck once. Right. Yeah. It was parked, and I hung on to the ball. It was a touchdown. And actually, from a rehab we just didn't we, we didn't have the pylons like where I could see him, and it just kind of cut it almost out of bounds. And I just I just cool love scar. The way he just just. His whole thing was, you don't work out. That is like a non, like, like almost so. sacrilegious. I love that. But <laughs> no, you, know, you don't, man. You picked it apart. It, we came to it, yeah. something no, no, we no, agreed no, on. No, that no. was a little bit of no, a softened no, no. position. I, I, I believe that it's, it's being it's, active. It's, yeah, being it's active. How you change the way you are, because I have to say, one of the biggest problems I've had for my whole life is I'm I'm not a morning person. But for a variety of reasons, like physically, my sinuses are swollen, I'm all this stuff. And it's like when I hear that someone's able to change this thing that, that you, you've done your whole life, I yeah. want to hear that. Yeah. Like not as much but what you're doing you after this, you wake up. You, I, I want to know, you know, how do you change these things? Because you're absolutely right in the sense that the times that I've been forced, and you said something interesting, your friends force you to change that thing. Mine is my job. When my job calls me at four in the morning, there's no hesitation. I just wake up, yeah. I deal with the problem. I, I, I deal with it at three o'clock in the morning. But to do that for myself, <laughs> so let me ask you. So this. where are your priorities, I, man? You, you're an employer. I'll do it after. Yeah. Like like he said, I'll do it at six o'clock. Seven. You, you ask me anything after I wake up. Your job is very active. It is. So it is, on it a is. typical day, 
how many steps are you getting just Ooh. from working? <laughs> a massive amount. Like 20,000, right? 15,000? Yeah, you may be burning more calories than you, Gary, because you're like a super efficient runner. The biggest thing that I have is there's a bunch of stairs at work. I'm up and down stairs So you say you don't exercise, but that is exercise. It is, it is. But it's just that whole definition of like you're doing this one thing. I'm going to this gym. So I used to go to the Y in Metuchen. And it was like one of those unnatural things. It's like I used to go there and be like, "Well, it's like Ed said, you've integrated I into your work. I, I think right. it's you know what? To keep we want to go hit the sand courts at Bush Campus. Right. All right, we're integrating exercise into sport. Right. And, and it's and kind like of the same thing. Ray, and then and that's why I love the man to death. Like they invite and they got into the rhythm of doing the volleyball. That to me, that's I, more like I, a recreation. And I think so we have so to keep in mind the average person sits for eight to ten hours a day. And if you're sitting at your desk and then coming home and sitting at the table eating dinner and no, sitting and watching TV, you're not. No, I don't. But if you're doing that, which most people do, that's not healthy. Sitting is the new smoking. Yes. Isn't that true, Ed? Yes. That's why that's I started smoking true. because <laughs> yeah, he wasn't sitting. Was, well, did you ever hear the benefits of what happened when you stop smoking? Like, you don't get those benefits unless you start. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Let's just no stay seated for a week here. Let, let's do. Let's just blow through fifty episodes. I right got now. a whole bunch of cigars downstairs. If we want, to. we'll smoke. We'll sit. I'll just pass on that one. <laughs> now I have a question. This one went as far as long as the ceiling fan, but yeah, you guys were willing to participate in that all day long. How long so can you take like, up talking about a ceiling fan? And it's the problems that occur with it that have happened in real life. Well, you see how life is when it's something that you like. You <laughs> wait, wait. See, he fell again. If there's only so many people who are going to care about installing a ceiling fan, but when we're talking about health and stuff, more people are going to be interested. No, it was about they running. Should. They should. Well, it's talking about health. It was running. Let's be fair, it's talking about health. But they should be more interested. Yes. <laughs> about ceiling fans? No, no, no. no about health. No, wait. They so, should so, be. They should be. So seriously, should we? Should we? I, I believe that the audience should know your accolades in running. Could could you say a little bit about it? Seriously. Once <laughs> once once Adam gets back on his chair, Adam, this is serious. I mean listen, I want I want Gary to let the people know why he's so adamant about running and, well, you, don't and what, what you don't have to be good. You don't have to be good at anything to be into it. I agree with that. But you're very good at it. It's, so. it's a relative term. And I you know, we talked about like most of the people I hang out with are active. Um, I, I think this came up in one of the episodes we discussed earlier. I, I've learned years ago, you surround yourself around people who are as good or better than you, not people worse, because you don't want to be bringing them, them to bring you down. Um, as good of a runner as you think I am, I have a lot of friends who are better. So it's easy for me to think, yeah, I run well, but I have other people who are my age or older who are better. So they Gary, push me how, how it, few and far between. How it, no, I have a lot on my team. Okay. For some listeners, Gary's semi-famous as a runner. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, but Ray, what were you saying? on the semi, but come on, man. I believe you <laughs> were nationally ranked too. at one time, Gary. Never. Not Never. even close. But Ray, what were you saying? I haven't ranked in the state of New Jersey. I don't know if there is uh, rankings, but it's ranked not in your town. It doesn't matter. Definitely. <laughs> but but it doesn't <laughs> matter. I ran a race one time. I wasn't even the first, second, or third Gary to finish. Right, first, and that's not even a fact. Gary, game. what's yes. your fastest marathon time? 232. Okay, so 2.32. Yeah, Which is respectable. That's, but that's more than respectable. That's, come on now, Gary. That's, that's a pretty good number, it's in my opinion. Not too shabby. Not the goal I had in mind when I stopped slow or started slowing down, but it's, it's good. I can't be unhappy with it. You, know, you have to accept things at some point. You never Which want one to. Which one Chicago? It was the one you were at. The one oh. that you finished right after the... Uh, Philly? Philly, yeah. Philly. And we're remembering this... 20 years and six months it was, after uh, the fact. It was, yes. 20 years and yes, five months. Yes, you're exactly right? right, yeah. Yeah. But going back to the original question, sorry, guys. Anyway, yeah. so Philly Marathon, <laughs> you know, this guy comes in 18th or something. 16th. Sorry. <laughs> 16th! Come on now. That's pretty good. That's, I'm pretty, not good. that's pretty good. I was a little behind. I, think, I was, I think I was it's a little behind. You're like 25th, right? In, somewhere in the 20s or higher. Yeah. You know, I or think higher. it's important to let people know that you're just not running in your neighborhood, is what yes. I'm trying to get to. All right. You know, that's a, it's an accomplishment. So going back to the original question, it says... There was a question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there not doing the question? Oh. What's the end? It says, uh, balance... For the running, working out, 
and career in life after college. So whoever is posing this question, I imagine they're Was considered- it easy in college? Right, well, I was gonna say the same way you balanced in college, right? You must have different things. You had studies, you had to take care of yourself. Maybe, maybe you had a relationship, maybe you didn't. Maybe you have other family responsibilities. Maybe you worked, but whatever you did then, you had to balance something. When you are out of college, you have to make choices based on your priorities. And so whatever is your priority, you have to choose to prioritize the things that are important to you. Yeah, so you got to take take ownership of it, really. Right. right? What you end up doing, that that is your priority. But maybe they're trying to say that after college they got a job, and because of the job, this particular person is a nurse, and they work 10, 12 hour shifts. Awesome. Yeah, how many sense. how many total hours a week? I think it's twelve hour shifts three times a week. So you have four days of. Mm. Time to get so I done. would say someone has to speak about nutrition. If she's not eating right, if she's not doing what she has to do, she's going to be exhausted. That's going to be important. You know, rest, hydration, it's all going to be part of it. But ultimately, it's about priorities, right? If at some point a job, very much like one of the guests we had previously on the, another episode of the podcast, talked about fulfillment and introspective moments, right? If someone is in a position where they can't prioritize running or exercise, if it's important to them or anything else, maybe their interpersonal relationships, maybe their faith, maybe their, you know, whatever else, financial issues. If you can't balance that, you need to maybe choose something different in your life, whatever that change may be. How many calories a day do you eat in order to be able to run the total? (laughs) I have no idea. Because I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you, you have to, so, it has know, to be like a, your regiment, but also I, how are you fueling yourself I to try be able to, to do that? The older I get, the more healthy I've become as far as eating. Um, but I would say up until my early 40s, I could never eat enough. Always hungry. You know, and I, I'd be traveling with my wife and we'd be out somewhere like on vacation. We'd go from one town to the next. I'm like, I'm really hungry. So like, we'll stop at the next town. And the next town ends up being an hour and a half away. I'm like, that is way too long. But now as I gotten older, I can eat, you know, I'll be hungry, I'll eat. And then like three or four or five hours later, I'm like, I'm usually starving by now. So metabolism changes when you get older. But, um, but I just, I try to make sure I'm eating enough protein. I think a lot of people don't get enough, especially if you're exercising. So uh, it's not the biggest thing in your, it's just sort of like a happenstance that you just eat when I, you eat, but it's not something. I avoid that. a lot of things that aren't healthy for you. I don't drink hardly ever. Um, I only drink most of the time just water. Anything to make me, my goal is every day is, what can I do so I'm not tired? Because I find the older I get, the more it, it's, it's just easy to be tired. And I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be like that old man who wants to take a nap all day. So just trying to eat healthy, exercise, do the right things. Thank you for listening to the Addict Static Podcast. If you like what you heard, Please like and subscribe and feel free to leave a comment below or come check us out at our website at addictstaticpod.com and stay tuned for new episodes out every Monday.